0: we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Up, up on, 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 on Gay, gay, gay presents Conversations with a Legend. Around, around here, we hustle for a living. Around here. around here, we grind for a living. Around here hustle for a living around here around here he we run for a living what's up everybody it's lavar arrington here with another exciting edition of up on game presents conversations with a legend this week i'm having a conversation with one of the goats the goats of goats that's right orlando pace super bowl champ orlando pace who anchored the line for the greatest show on turf also was a dope dude in college blockford for the likes of Eddie George, was an All-American at Ohio State, has just been a stud his entire life and entire career. But we're going to talk about what he feels about naming image likeness, the NIL, branding, doing business. What does it all make sense to for him and how does he go about it? We're going to talk about all that and more on Conversations with a Legend. It's starting right now. All right. Now, this is a special one right here. This guy, he's the Ohio State Buckeye. Could possibly be the greatest Buckeye of them all. Uh, We got my man, Hall of Famer Orlando Pace, on the Up On Game Presents Conversations with a Legend. What is happening, my guy?
3: What's going on, Lavar Man, it's been a long time, man. It uh, good to see you. Good to talk to you. Same. Uh, obviously, you know we got a history going way back to our Penn State days, indeed, Ohio State days, indeed, uh, in our in our NFL days, man. And so, in the so NFL. really, it's a pleasure
2: to be on and, and joining you on your on your podcast, man. I appreciate you coming on, and this wouldn't be conversations with a legend without talking to some true legends, so. From Ohio went to sandusky high uh one of the greats to to ever do it out of the state end up doing it at Ohio State first freshman I believe uh to start uh true freshman um and and just just a epic storybook career and so many great things happen to you. We're gonna touch on those things, but first gotta ask man, because it's been a while for us since we'd have played what do you have going on these days what what is old pace up to these days i know you busy
3: yeah absolutely one of my one of my passion projects i was i was able to get into with the league uh is the legends community as you know and Mm -hmm. and what we do i'm a a coordinator for for the uh, legends community and what we do is as we reach back in the community and find those guys those retired guys that um that maybe lost their way a little bit and not connected with their community mm-hmm. and not con- con- connected with their team. And one of the great things that we do is we call everybody a legend because you're a legend in your community where you, you played. It, if you yeah. made it to the National Football League, sure. LeVar, you know, as you you always be a legend to somebody. Mm-hmm. And we just what we want to do is grab those guys, hug them, tell them, hey, you know, have them let let them know all the all the benefits that's afforded to them. And then just put our arms around them and say, hey, man, we're a brotherhood. We love you. Come back in the fold and let's, Mm -hmm. you know, and and let's continue to build on what we uh, what we started. So just excited to be a part of that community. It has grown over the last, uh, you know, seven, eight years. So I'm really happy to be a part of that that program and really just
2: helping guys get back reengaged with their former teammates and in their community. Yeah, love that. All right. So getting them back into the communities and, and getting them plugged in. What are you, are you plugged into anything else that you got going on?
3: Yeah, for me, I'm a, I'm a, uh, i am i am ai consider myself a serial entrepreneur, man. Okay. But, sweet. Uh, so when I, one thing I'm working on now, I'm kind of taking the Warren Buffett approach to, to investing, but on the entrepreneurial side and, what I what I'm I'm creating my own fund of of small businesses that I purchase myself. Nice. Uh, in different sectors of the of the game, um, I have a storage business, uh, a mobile storage business. I have a um, a, a a dumpster business. So I, I have like four, three or four companies that I, I that I that I manage that I own, um, and just trying to grow those businesses now. Create my own fund. Uh, you know, obviously, when we lead a game, uh, you know, obviously. There's a lot of you know I'm 34 when I left, so
2: wow, I still right. want my
3: brain to continue to move. Uh, yes, and 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 being in business and being an entrepreneur is something I really have a passion for, uh, and just watching those developing those businesses, watch them grow, and then you know kind of go from there.
2: I love that. All right, so let me ask you this thing because I got I got a sequence of questions that I like to ask, but I'm gonna skip to this one because being a serial entrepreneur. You understand the value of what it takes to tell the story, how that plays a part in in your customers and and building building the business and building the brand so yes. when you think about branding how how important is that to you, and do you relate how you branded yourself because? There's very few that was able to brand themselves the way that you did as a lineman. People may not realize how hard that is to make yourself a household brand when you play line and you did it. Like People know the name Orlando Pace, O-Pace, Pancake Man. They know who you are. How important was it for you in college or coming up, even in high school? How important was branding to you? Were you aware of it? Like, What's your take on it? Well, for me, for me,
3: it was um, being a lineman. As you know, we don't get a lot of credibility unless or a lot of notoriety unless we jump off sides or do something stupid. So for me, in in my goal into being trying to get to the NFL, I wanted to stand out. So in college, you know, obviously I wanted to do things where announcers can talk about me. People could actually see some good things. So I created a pancake block. You might see me 50 yards downfield. Uh, running to block a linebacker or a cornerback or something. And that was sort of the branding aspect of it, where I wanted to be the best player I can be. And I knew with, 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 with co- coming with that, then obviously the brand going to take care of itself. If you get notarized and they're talking about Heisman and all these different things, people are going to notice you. Um, and I've been fortunate enough, to be honest with you, uh, just to carry that on to the NFL. People recognize who you are. And uh, there's so many things that we do, that we've done in sports, that we can carry on a business, our hard work, our dedication, our commitment to our craft and our branding, to your point where you go into, when, t- when I take a meeting, people already know who I am. So th- there's a different approach that they take. So uh, not only am I selling myself, I'm selling my business as well. And what young people need to realize is, and, and we're in the age of social media today, is who you are what you who you put on that screen or on that on that social media site that's who you are that's who people are going to see who you are so I always caution young kids no matter what that's your brand and you want your brand to look look good 10 15 20 years down the road if somebody goes back and says hey let's see what let's see what type of guy Orlando Pace is i want that to be consistent throughout so and and and
2: business people respect you by that too, just in terms of how you carry yourself. Speaking of businesses, and you have businesses and taking business meetings, the NIL, yeah, if yeah. the naming, image, likeness game was around <sighs> when you were in school, what would O'Pace be doing? <laughs> man, I be I'll
3: be running to the bank, cashing checks if I could, man, but. You know these guys are these guys are are in a really a unique situation, and I just had a conversation the other day about it. I, they have they, their learning curve is a lot sooner than ours. We didn't learn about finances and things like that till we got into the National Football League, and people started teaching us about different different deals. I hope these I hope somebody's educating these kids um, on taxes or you know, obviously they get a, they get a hundred thousand dollars. They have to understand pay when, the, when pay tax goes around, yes. you know what I
2: mean? Yes.
3: you got to pay uncle Sam. So, uh, but obviously I wish that, I wish I would have been paid. Cause I remember walking around in college and walking through uh, in Columbus, walking through the, the foot, the foot locker and seeing my Jersey up there. And I'm wondering to myself, who's getting this money? Where are these funds going? And they weren't coming to me cause I could barely eat or at the time. So, uh, for me, it was one of those things. I'm glad they're, they're doing something. Hopefully they're regulated and hopefully these guys really stay hungry. LeVar, that's the problem. When you're getting that kind of money, do you still have that hunger and passion to go on to and that goal to strive to be in the NFL or whatever you aspire to do at the time? But uh, it would have been great for me. I can't lie to you. It would have been awesome to receive some funds and, and, and that kind of thing. They not only help myself out, but help my family out uh while I was in college would you would you
2: now you came out early right I did yeah I did would you would you have stayed if 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 something like that had yield yielded you significant you know income to be able to sustain yourself and maybe your family
3: I think all things being the same I always say this if, if, if somebody could have promised me even even in this current state somebody could have promised me I would have been injured free I, I love college, man. I love being there, the atmosphere, sure. everything about it. Now, if you throw some big numbers my way, I probably wouldn't be so fast to say, hey, I'm going to the NFL or whatever because I was doing okay in college. But part of the reason, because part of the reason at leaving early from Ohio State was simply because, man, we were broke. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So right. you know, somebody said, hey, man, you're, you're good enough to play in the National Football League. By the way, you're going to be the number one pick. It doesn't get me higher than that. So I probably would have taken off anyway. But, you know, I think the
2: NIL would at least enhance my college experience. Sure, sure. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down.
1: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or
2: wherever you get your podcasts. All right, now you mentioned staying hungry and, and staying staying like true to it, even though you're collecting a check. It, do you have a, a vivid moment in your life growing up where becoming what you ultimately ended up becoming was a defining moment? What was it a place? Was it a person in that place? Was it something that took place that that just totally made opace turn into opace? Can you think of a moment? I I do, man. To be honest
3: with you, I remember I was getting recruited by Ohio State and I was going up for a summer visit. And at the time, I was with Corey Stringer, who was a a great offensive tackle with uh, with Ohio State. Yep. And and then Big Daddy Dan Wilkinson. And he was was the number one pick, I believe, in 1994 or something like that. And for me, to be honest with you, that was the first time I seen a young African-American man. He had a Mercedes Benz, had this house. He had the leather green sofa, all the things hmm. that Biggie Smalls talked about in, in, in his rap video years ago. And then it was all legit. He was ni- He was only 21 years old. And I said, man, hold on. This is life-changing. Like, we all dreamed about being in the NFL, but you actually see a young brother doing his thing, Big Dan Wilkinson. And I was like, man, hold on. This is what I, I'm changing my whole – like, hey, ain't nobody going to stop me on this deal. So right. when I walked on the field, I really took that approach. I was like, man, look. I don't care who in front of me man i'm 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 taking care of business because i got to get to that next level so that hunger when i saw young he you know you know i I said man hold on this this changed my whole perspective because now it's obtainable now i'm on Mm -hmm. the stage ohio state's gonna provide me this platform to show my skill man man i could care less who was lining up in front of me they weren't gonna stop me at the time so yeah just that it's it's funny just that one experience had me thinking completely different because up until that time you had seen some brothers Maybe they were doing something illegal, but until I seen somebody doing something really positive and really doing it at a high level, that changed my whole life, man.
2: Wow. That's pretty yeah. dope, and I played with with Big Daddy in DC, <laughs> yeah. and he every he put every bit of that big body in that that Porsche. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, mean? he, he so, was yeah. loving the
3: Porsche. <laughs> I'm telling you, he had a white he had a white uh, 600 coupe. Man, I was like, man, this is yeah, this Ooh. is this is it, man. Right? You know, I'm a I'm an 18 year old kid from a small town from in Ohio. I'm like, dude. No, I got I I got to get to the league, man. That changed my whole my whole thought process.
2: I know that's right. Okay, so that got you going, and you was percolating. And if I told you right now that as soon as you got to where you thought you were going to get to, when you saw Big Daddy, and you said that was going to be me, and it happened, and I said to you, "Oh, pace, money's going to change." everything what would your response be and would you do things the same way that you did when you did it or would O'Pace today tell that O'Pace something different
3: no you know what I I was one of those guys I was really fortunate although I wanted my dream ultimate dream was to be in the league I was fortunate enough to be with some some good people early on in my career LeVar where I was a to your point, I've always been a serial entrepreneur, but I've also always been enamored with generational wealth. And when you see the wealthy families in the world, uh, how they get that wealth, how they maintain it. So my, my, my financial advisor as a rookie said, hey, Orlando, where do you want to be 10 years from now? Right. So we, we set goals in terms of where I wanted to be financially. But we, you know, along obviously football is going to take care of itself. if You do what you need to do but then we set goals and what, what generational, well, how much do you want to make simply off your investments when you're, you know, 35, 30, 40 years old. So we, we kind of worked on that pattern throughout my career. We kind of, you know, obviously invested correctly, did all the right things. Um, and then a friend of mine, Aeneas Williams had a, had an awesome, awesome quote that I live by every day. It, it says, begin with the end in mind. Right. So I knew where I wanted to be. And and I'll tell you this story. I, to your point, I was broke in Sandusky. I had nothing. My family didn't have much. And I knew for a fact, my motivating factor from that standpoint on was I didn't want to go back to living like that. Right. I didn't want to go back to either paycheck to paycheck or, you know, having to work for the rest of my life because I've seen that throughout my childhood. So for me, I was really focused on how can I grow my wealth? How could I uh, invest smartly, uh, limit my dumb mistakes as we all make them? We all buy some crazy stuff that we have no, no, no reason for buying, but we do it just because we're NFL players. So try to limit those mistakes as, as much as possible. Uh, and then obviously, you know, still have that, st- still stick to that game plan of, uh, you know, financial freedom, that kind of thing.
2: Love it. Love it. Okay. Now, you are the first guest that I'm having. I had Thomas Sr. on, Thomas Davis. I had Leonard on, Leonard Wheeler on last week. They gave amazing stories of uh perseverance the the road less traveled you know things were a little bit more defined for you uh accomplishment wise you just have always been the best can Can you just talk about what what does that that lead to like being in high school, everybody thinks that elite guys like yourself ultimately have it easy you have you have it made and all you have to do is really just make sure that your grades are good and that you're eligible for you was it that simple or what what would your advice be to those guys out there trying to be as elite as Orlando Pace to get recruited to get to get exposure to get looked at what would that look like today so
3: obviously um and people say, I remember saying this: "Are uh, oh, you just a big kid, man? That's why you made it, right?" But it's a process that you have to go through. Every big kid or every great athlete, and we probably can name three or four just from our community that was mm-hmm. probably better athletes than you and I that did make it. That's right. Right. So, and we all folk, we always say grades, the process, training, everything, and then just being a being a genuinely good kid, staying out of trouble. We all come through these crossroads in life where you can go with your ne- the friends that's making a bad decision or you can stay focused on your sport. For me, I always believed in me, though, Levar. I always believed in my skill level, my ability, things I wanted to do. And I had real goals in place. I wanted to play college football. Mm-hmm. I knew at the time my mom couldn't afford it, so I had to go out and focus um, on, on really you know, my skill level. I was a basketball player, so I realized people love to see big guys that can move that can mm-hmm. do a lot of different things. Uh, so I always worked on my footwork, worked on things like that. And then once I got once I got recruited, started getting some, some buzz start happening, man, I started to work hard, harder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can't really rest on your morals at that point, man. Cause at some point, you know, somebody's gonna surpass you they, in, in high school. If you don't, you know, if you don't work hard, you're not gonna be recruited. When you get to college, they're bringing four or five star guys in there every year. So you gotta fight those guys off, right? And then in the league, if you don't perform, they're gonna cut you and you ain't gonna have much of a league. So you gotta always grind. You can never rest on your morals. And I would tell every kid that if you ever in a position, don't read your press clippings, keep focused on what you are, believe in who you are, and grind, because they're always trying to replace you, no matter what level you are, college, you know, pros, they're always trying to replace you. You gotta stay, you gotta stay on top of your game at all times.
2: Indeed. All right. So I'm gonna hit you with. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with with an. Uh, this is an exclusive for everyone out there, just in case they don't know. But we we had met before this, but we did an ESPN shoot in Bristol, <laughs> where we was bullying. What what? I don't I don't even remember the jockey's name, but we was shaking him <laughs> down in the toilet stall. In the toilet. <laughs> but one of the coolest things that happened for me is that I was with a future Hall of Famer and with arguably two of the great, well, hell, three of the greatest athletes to ever do it in professional uh, sports and yourself and the Williams sisters. And they had the beads in their head back you're then. Right. Yeah, you're right. you're right. What is your recollection of that, man? Hey, that, and that's so
3: cool, man. I be told, I tell people all the time about that. Like, it was so cool. You obviously see what everybody's doing, man. Probably what 15, 20 years later, uh, we we had yeah, we had such a great time, man. And, and at the time, they had to your point, they had the beads in their hair, man. But I was like, you know, man, who are the, yeah? These are tennis phenoms right now. At the time, but they they came out to be you know two of the two of the greatest tennis players of all time. And we had a chance to spend some time with them there in Bristol. It was a lot of fun, and uh you know, I really enjoyed that. I, I do think back to that a lot, Levar. Actually, indeed,
2: yeah. that's it's, uh, pretty cool. And so here's here here's my here's what I leave you with. And this this has been great. And, and and anything that you would love to plug, any you know, business uh numbers or contacts or whatever it is, any charities, just you, you let me know, you can plug it. But ultimately for Orlando Pace, you have accomplished for so long at such a high level. Do you ever think about or wonder what you want your your memory Legacy to be. How do you want people to speak about Orlando Pace? Remember Orlando Pace. When we hit our checkout day, we no longer exist. What do you want people to remember you for?
3: You know what, uh Levar, It's easy. People could always go back and, and look at our football. Uh, what we've done on the football field, obviously with the Hall of Fame. That bust will be there long. You know, forty thousand years is what they tell Amazing. me. Amazing. And yeah. then, and now, post football, it's about the relationships and and the in the, ve- the, the development of my kids and and the people that I'm in touch with, my network. When they can speak on you and say, "Hey, uh, he he had a positive impact on my life." Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was he was a good man and did did things the right way. And uh, you know, obviously, the older we get, those relationships become more important. And I, I do understand that part of it. But I want to say, you know, he was a good man who worked extremely hard uh, and did what he had to do uh, and loved his family and loved his friends. So, that's it.
2: Awesome, man. It's beautiful, man. This is Orlando Pace, (laughs) y'all. The great, the GOAT, the GOAT, the GOAT himself. Oh, come on. (laughs) The GOAT himself. Super Bowl champ. Crazy times, all pro. Crazy time, pro bowler. Just, just, Achieved at the highest of the highest. What an amazing career, but even more so, what a dope dude you are, bro. Always have looked up to you and admired the things that you have done. Um, Keep doing what you're doing, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for
3: having me on,
2: bro. Man, that's Orlando Pace. This is Up All Game presents Conversations with a Legend. I'm LeVar Arrington. That's the GOAT. And this is our, hey, this is an episode. It's a wrap. (laughs) There's nothing else to be said. That's (laughs) opaque. We'll catch y'all next time. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them